You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. How you doing? I'm great. That's good to hear. I was a little thrown off guard there. Because I did the the stage is yours motion with my hands and yes. then I spoke instead? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was a pleasant surprise because you know how it is when someone suddenly, uh, you can do something without thinking about it. Like this morning, when we before we recorded, it's like playing one of Zach's guitars. Mm-hmm. And you walked in and I was like, do you want to play one of Zach's guitars? Uh, and you are you are quite a good guitar player yourself. But then I handed it to you and you said, "Yeah, I I." suddenly forget what committing this to tape now that's it it is committed to tape but it's the same feeling you know it's like oh yeah like i can talk but then suddenly someone's like and i forget every single thing that i know yeah and then you do that to me and i'm like i i forget every single word i I know what what is english (laughs) yeah what are words so that is fun well i'm glad you got to experience it for once it's not just me oh yes it's me every day like (laughs) so like I mean, in a pastoral situation, yeah. which is because I'm a pastor, you know, but like you get people, you know, like you're the pastor. So they're like, hey, can you like pray or can you, can you, can you can like you do like this pray? thing, you know? And suddenly you're like, uh, you're not in that mode, you know, like yeah. you just walk into someone's house and you're just chilling like, yeah, can you pray? And I'm like, yeah. And I feel like it's an indictment because I'm like a pastor. I'm like, of course I should be ready yeah. to do that. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> This would right. be a problem if uh, you were praying continually, Josiah. Yeah, what? Mm. <laughs> Misusing the intention of the scripture. I regret it. <laughs> uh, there we go. Ah, well, you know what helps you understand the scriptures? Do tell the creeds. Okay, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to string me along here because this is this is your wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, so we're doing a series on the Apostles' Creed, right? And we're going to be talking about the Apostles' Creed, article by article. So it's almost line by line, but not quite. So we'll see that as we. That could be really annoying if we end it like a comma or the or mid thought. Yeah. Like, huh? What? So one of the things about the creeds is they're a summary of the teaching of scripture. So they're not scripture itself. And we covered this in the introductory episode. If you didn't listen to that, you want to go back and listen to it, that'd be cool. You don't have to, but it would be good (laughs) to help you. But one of the things they do is since they're a summary of the teaching of scripture, they can help us read it with a scope in mind. So in other words, all of the scripture is about God and his redemptive work in creation for the sake of humanity, right? And that's all contained in the creed. So when you're reading the scripture, the creed can kind of help you, kind of like a lens to read the scripture and say like, oh, well, what are, where is this aspect contained in the scripture? Like, does this passage teach me about God the Father? Does it teach me about Jesus Christ as Lord? Does it teach me about the forgiveness of sins? Does it teach me about the Holy Catholic Church? All that kind of stuff. So it's I kind see. of like a lens to put it through. Okay. So yeah, it kind of captures the whole scope of scripture without being scripture itself. Yeah. Which we kind of hinted at in the introductory episode, but today we are covering the first article, which goes thusly. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. it's Uh, Sounds good to me. Number one. (laughs) So we'll dig right in here. Right at the beginning of the Apostles' Creed, we have what is probably the foundational statement for a Christian. I believe in God. That's you don't really get much more basic exactly. than that, right? I believe in God. Like, yeah. Simmer good. down all the way to the bottom, and yeah. that's the phrase you get. That's it. And the rest of the creed is more or less an unfolding of what that looks like and what that means, right? Because here's the thing about a statement like that, right? <laughs> that alone is actually not 
helpful. Like if, if you're taking that statement by itself without an understanding of what the rest of Scripture says and teaches or the rest of the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, saying I believe in God could mean anything. Yeah, it's like are you saying you believe in Allah? Like you're talking about Allah? Are you talking about one God out of the pantheon of Greek gods? Are you talking about Odin? Indeed, are we, are we talking about Assassin's Creed? <laughs> no, but maybe not. <laughs> or you even get into some really freaky territory because James said you say you believe in God you do well because even <laughs> even the even demons, demons believe, believe and shudder they tremble so mm. like whoa like what are you saying not feeling so good about yourself now are yeah you? <laughs> so yes saying I believe in God is kind of probably a foundational statement of Christianity but you really need to get into the specifics of actually what you're saying and what that means so right away we have to define pretty clearly who it is we're saying we believe in, which is exactly what the creed does, thankfully. Hallelujah. So for the Christian, when we say we believe in God, we are saying that we believe in the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. So let's start with what it means to call God our Father Almighty. Because I think that talking about God as our Father is a pretty common thing yeah. for most Christians. In fact, you know, we did that series on prayer called our father. It's all about that, right? Conveniently tied. Yes. So I think sometimes the danger for Christians is we kind of get into the attitude of, oh yeah, God's my father. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We don't really give a lot of thought to it. Sure. And we don't realize what a radical concept that is for the people of God, because you even read the Old Testament by itself. Right? Let's say, you know, you don't read the New Testament, you don't get the full scope of the scriptures, and all you read is the Old Testament. If you do that, you will only see very few references to God as Father. Really? And even those verses don't typically communicate the full sense of God as our Father, like we find in the New Testament, right? So, like in 2 Samuel 7, for example, God says that he will be as a father to David's son, but that's very specific. Like he's saying, like, I'll be as a father to him. Yeah. But there's, there's, if there's a little distance. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. I think like as often or as familiar as it is to our kind of like sphere of Christianity, it's still something I feel like I need to be reminded of. Yeah. Because it can, it can easily become this kind of like distant honorific mm-hmm. of father without attaching a lot of real meaning to it. Um, and it usually takes some sort of like, I don't know, like a poignant song or a verse or something with context to kind of help that crystallize in a way that is more authentic Yeah, or that, that captures more of a full meaning than you might uh, initially get here. Yeah, because coming back to Odin there, now I, cool. <laughs> I need to... Uh, Worst father of the year. Yeah. Someone would need to fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure they had like his honorific title was All Father. Yes. It was very much an honorific. Like that was all. Like it was like, you weren't looking at him like, oh yeah, like father, warm, loving. Like um, All Father as in like figurehead. Yes. And kind of technical father to other nuisance brats. Yes. (laughs) The many sons he had. (laughs) Yeah. and And I think we sometimes, like you said, when we talk of, God as our father, it can kind of become an honorific. I don't yeah. think it's quite to the level of like Odin, <laughs> all father, but it is still, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, it's just an honorific title, yeah. you know, instead of a reality, like what you're saying, where we, we understand that like God is a personal father to sure. us. And it is only when Christ comes that he reveals God more fully as our father, which is why the New Testament obviously is important for many reasons, but that's where you get the full scope and revelation of who God is. And in fact, coming back to prayer again, in the Lord's Prayer, 
That is where Jesus tells us to pray to our Father in heaven, where he mm-hmm. makes it very clear that God is our Father, not just you know the Father of David's Son, not just the Father of the Son, is not just the Father of Jesus, but he is the Father of all who call upon the name of Christ. And when he says, pray to your Father in heaven, what he's telling us is that we can know God as our Father Almighty which again, you get in the creed, right? I believe in God, the Father Almighty. And what that tells us in so many words is that God is both a compassionate and caring Father and a protective and powerful Father. So yeah, yeah. yeah, he knows what is best for us and then he gives us what is good for us. To steal some of the imagery from some of the prophets, he holds us close to his heart like a shepherd crating a lamb and he disciplines us when needed in a spirit of love. That tricky little bit at the end there. Yes, that is... Also discipline. Yes, that is the hard bit. But I mean, you think about the glory of that combination. Like, if we knew God only as a father, our thoughts about him might be skewed by our experience with our earthly fathers. Perhaps we'd treat him too casually. I mean, yeah. you, you, you know, you could run into a number of things there. But if we knew him only as almighty, which is what some traditions... You know, they have a God, but that's all they know him as is some sort of almighty creator. Then we'd most likely despair of ever truly knowing him or ever being able to approach him or ever believing that he actually loves us and cares for us deeply. But we know him as both of those. We know him as the Father Almighty. So we know him as infinitely good to us and infinitely powerful for us. Yeah, like to your point, I think there is, there's a huge potential to take the idea of just fatherhood mm-hmm. in a terribly casual light. Like, yeah. Let me put this in a context that is unique to you and me. <laughs> yet again. <laughs> Here con- we are. Just a conversation for us. Um, <coughs> do you remember like what it's like to want that PlayStation 1 game? We're talking about 1999 here. Oh, right? yeah. We really have no funds of our own. No, if, we if, do not. <laughs> we're talking like quarters. We have quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I doesn't buy a game. And you're on your best behavior, you know, and it's like, it's not close to any holiday. You have no, no. hope. <laughs> Maybe you kind of beg a little bit or you have this exaggerated humility to get what you want. Oh, yeah. It's literally just manipulation. <laughs> like, we're less than 10 and we're we're basically using emotional leverage. And if that's the only way you see God is the, like the father in that sort of light. Oh, yeah. You can end up trying to wield this emotional leverage in a way that completely loses sight of God as creator or, or you, you know, you lose the kingship element yeah. of that, you know, that person. Oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> embarrassingly enough, I can remember specifically being a kid and asking <laughs> God things like that, though. Like, I mean, you know, like, go to my dad one thing and be like... <laughs> You know, I mean, part of me is like, it's kind of cute and innocent that I wanted to do that. But like being a kid and thinking like, oh, dear God, please let me get this new thing, like this new video game that I want, like, and help me to get it. You know, like in slight defense of this, right? Yeah. Because I didn't think about that specifically because I I did that too. (laughs) Um, So I'm not going to defend it on on a podcast years later. Um, I feel like when you're that age your world is much smaller. It is, yeah. And that is something that is like weirdly meaningful to you. And I do at least appreciate that I had the recollection like God is not a distant, unfeeling being. Yes, and that is where... Yeah, like I said, like, it's almost cute is probably not quite the word for it. But, like, there is that sense in which, like, oh, like, that was probably a little, like, you know, like, oh, I'm a good behavior to, like, kind of manipulate. But on the other hand, I actually believed my parents when they said, God cares about you. And, like, he wants to know what you want. And I'm like, oh, well, then I can can talk to him about this thing. How about Crash Bandicoot (laughs) 2? 
Spyro to Ripto's Rage, please. <laughs> but yeah, and I do think that, you know, now as a 26-year-old, I am tragically less likely to, yeah. you know, come to him as a father in that sense. So you need to get that balance exactly. in there. Like you were saying, it's like he is the father almighty. He is both. He is creator and king, and he loves you and cares for you as a father. And to come back to the creator and kingship side, the fact that he is the father almighty is perhaps most clearly evident in the fact that he did create heaven and earth. Yeah, that's notable. Yeah, like... <laughs> I was about to make a joke, but then I was like, I I feel uncomfortable making that joke about God, so I'm not going to do it. Because in other words, everything that exists has its existence from him. Like, he is what we would call the pre-existing one, the uncreated one, because he has always existed, right? Like, and of course, as we'll go on to see in the rest of the creed, God is not just the Father. Like, God is all three in one. God is Son and Holy Spirit, one God and three persons. And what that means is that from eternity past, which is always, you can't wrap your mind around True that, but like boy. there was never a time God didn't exist, like right? Like he's, he's just always existed. You should whip your abacus out and figure that. Yeah, like woof, doggy. But what that means is that since God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is that from eternity past, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have existed in relationship with one another and have enjoyed perfect fellowship with each other, right? Like they perfectly love one another. They perfectly enjoyed each other. They have had a friendship and relationship and a, a family that we cannot... We can't even comprehend Yeah, it. we can't comprehend it. We can't. Which kind of begs the question, then why did God create the universe anyway? Like if he had this, right? Like he wasn't lonely. Might have crossed my mind, yes. Yeah, like he wasn't lonely. He wasn't lacking anything. Exactly. He didn't need anything. And yet heaven and earth exist. Like we exist. He did create everything. So why? And I think the 18th century theologian Jonathan Edwards gave one of the best answers to this question to come back to more theologians who have two first names. (laughs) That seems to be a a recurring motif. What he said in summary, and I'm, I'm really, really summarizing this. I don't, let me, I cannot, I cannot overstate how much I'm summarizing this. He wrote a whole long, thick book called Concerning the End for Which God Created the World, which tells you what kind of a book it is. Very, okay. Yeah. And if you want to read it, it is well worth the read. You do have to plot through it. Like it is not, (laughs) it's not easy reading, but it is very good. But what he said in summary was that God was so full of perfect love and joy in himself in fellowship with the Trinity. He was so full with it that he couldn't, It was as if he could not help but spill over in a desire to share that love and joy with other beings. Like, that love so spilled over that he had to create other things to share that love with them. It was was like an outpouring. Yeah, like, it just, like, his cup was just a fountain overflowing, and it was like, yeah, like, I gotta create more things to share this with. Like, this is awesome. Like, we have to have things to share this with. And so thus he made heaven and earth and crowned his creation with the first man and woman who were made in his own image. And, um... Shout out to Valerie McCord for pointing this out in a community group meeting that we had recently. We've been in the Gospel of John in our community group, and we were talking a little bit about this, actually. It came up in one of our discussions in the Gospel of John. And she said, oh, yeah, and that's cool because we then reflect the image of God in that way, too, because when a husband and wife marry and their love for one another spills over into the creation of more children. Like, that love is not contained to just them. Like, even in a literal physical sense, they create life that was not there before. Yeah. I'm like, that is cool. Like, and the way Val said it, like, I've truthfully probably heard that sentiment before, like, but I'd never heard it quite put the way she said it like that. And in relation to that discussion, I was like, it's really cool. So, shout out to Valerie McCord. And, uh, yeah, so... 
that, all this to say, when we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, that's what we mean. That is what we're talking about. All of that and more is what we mean when we say that. It's actually surprisingly loaded. It I is, isn't it? I don't know if I somehow thought it wouldn't be, but here we are. Yeah. So, <laughs> all the, like these, you get these two very diverse facets and yeah. hold them both in your mind at once. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you could write literally whole books on I've, this. I've heard about whole books. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's a pretty rich truth all contained and summarized so neatly and beautifully in that one statement i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth so yeah that's that that's the first article of the apostles creed good start bang bang yeah only got by my reckoning 12 more to go all right so yeah we're gonna get into some we're gonna get some good stuff i am excited yeah we did an episode a while back on the harrowing of hell which we'll be touching on again exactly i was actually i I didn't know if i was gonna tease that or not but there are a few episodes i'm extremely interested in in getting to oh yeah yeah you best believe we're gonna do that so thank you as always for listening if you found this content helpful and you want to share you can do that you can go to the iTunes store and leave us an honest five-star review if you're so inclined. Only kind of honest. It's the only kind of five. Yeah, we'd be really grateful for that. And if you have questions, you can email those to podcast at horizonschurch.net. Yeah. You can interact with us on social media if you want to. And uh, that about does it. Yeah, that about does it. Mm. So thank you for listening. Yes. And we'll catch you next time. Mm.